Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. It's Dan here with Michael and Rob and some changes afoot. Excuse me? So, so you know well, fine well what I'm talking about, young man. Well's probate and conveyancing. No, that's last year's news. We're on to the difficult second album now. But I've had 300 t-shirts printed. Oh. <laughs> Got the full range of Will's probate and... And what's the other one? Convincing. Um, <laughs> Even though you're trying to trip all lined up, try to trip that one off the tongue, you still can't do it all these months later. You can get that tattoo lasered, don't worry. <laughs> do you know what it's all about now? It's still about the big three. Levi's listeners would like to very much stress and emphasize. You still about, do those. Yeah. It's about um, personal injury and um, medical negligence claims. Oh. Both two, two very exciting fields. So I'm sure you'll agree. Um, I'm going to get into them. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but you're going to try both out. Well, I've had a bit. I've had a. A personal injury this morning, haven't I? But I, I sadly only myself <laughs> well, to blame. Well, we'll get on to the medical negligence <laughs> in a subsequent show then. Personal injury, what have you done? I had a fall, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> continuing, continuing your journey towards being an old man. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a fall. You blather on incessantly about your, your knackered back. And you can, you're going to the kids' sports day after this, aren't you, as well? And you'll be crying off the parents' egg and spoon, oh, right? absolutely no chance I'm doing that. No. But um, yeah, I had a, I had a fall on, on the, in the kids at school. <laughs> Just a reminder, Michael is under forty. It's uh, it's my it's my child's fault. In fairness, he, he started playing despite being a very small nine year old boy with no interest, prior interest in music. They they had people coming into school to show him instruments, and of all the instruments, they were. Which, which like, one would you pick, Rob? Oh, something easy, recorder, yeah, yeah. flute, triangle's always a good yeah, one. Yeah, guitar, I suppose, is you know conventional. Tambourine, you just bang yeah. away. It's not big. You don't take up a lot of space. I, does it? I don't. I don't. You have tambourine lessons, probably. You just sort of. What did I spend all those years doing? <laughs> you never did, never did master it either, did you? <laughs> but yeah, having having been shown people coming in, yeah, yeah, here's a flute, here's a clarinet, a uh, double bass, double <laughs> bass is what he's come for. So after every Thursday, I have to put a double bass in a, in a Ford Fiesta, <laughs> which is not easy, and then carry it into school. And so while carrying it today, in front, kind of in front of myself yeah. to protect my already broken back, yeah. um, I had a little stumble, didn't I? Because <laughs> I was, I've had a fall, Margaret. <laughs> Uh, yes, I've had, a, I've, had a, I've had a fall. Did the did the double bass not cushion your? No, I, I, in fairness, I protected the double bass because I don't want to break it, so I, I took it on my knees instead. But right, which is not a phrase I thought I'd be saying. So, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> this not your fault? Um, <laughs> you can see where I'm going with this. No, it was my fault. All right, because did you know there is an experienced team at Levi's who can help you recover compensation for any accident that wasn't your fault? Yeah, this was my fault. Yeah, I mean, if it's a road traffic accident, an accident at work, or out and about. I was out and about. It, it was, but and they, I'll take it. I'll take this one on the chin. It's my fault. So the offer is very slightly differently for personal injury claims, and it's great. That's the important bit, mm-hmm. right? So most lawyers will take a success fee on top of the standard fees. How much do you think you do? Definitely due from uh, from falling over at the school. Uh, nothing for that. All right. Well, let's say if it was ten thousand pounds, you might lose as much as twenty five percent of it. That'd be like two and a half grand to your solicitors if you went to the wrong people. So go to Levi's. It's a good idea. Do it? go to them and yeah. still for the big three. Yeah, absolutely, for the big three. Um, it's a no-win-no-fee basis. They won't take any more than 10% of your compensation for uh, for a success fee and will not deduct any shortfall from your compensation as well. Shortfall, that's what you had, wasn't it? Eh? Eh? Use the TSB offer at Levi Solicitors and you'll take home loads more of your compensation. 10% off your legal fees as always. 
levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I can't wait to find out what you get between the next week that comes to medical negligence, Michael. I need wrapping in cotton wool. That's what I need. I need the full <laughs> Pat Bamford experience. I, can, I can't be allowed out the house you without make, an injury. You are making a habit of this, aren't you? You did have another fall on a practice walk. <sighs> I did have another fall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a slippy step. <laughs> How many falls have you had in your life, Rob? I'm not at that age yet, no. thankfully. I mean, I, 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 I'm I just, older than him, but... Yeah, I just fall over. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have a fall. <laughs> yeah, there is a difference, yeah. You can fall over like, doing loads of stuff, can't you? But yeah. having a fall is... It's very different. <laughs> well, that's enough Enough of that. Um, uh, let's talk about the football. Uh, we're here for the weekly update and the fixtures are out. We still don't have a manager, but the fixtures are out. That's exciting. Did you? Is this the moment where your heart sunk where you went, oh, we really did get relegated? That was me this morning. I went, oh. Because at, if you look at the first six fixtures or thereabouts, it's all just a crap middling team in blue, isn't it? Uh, Cardiff, Birmingham, West Brom, sort of. Ipswich, Wednesday, Millwall. And then you're round to the exciting ones who play in yellow and stuff in Hull and, and Watford and so on and so forth. That was the thing of, uh, I was having to like Google who actually plays and manages a lot of these clubs and it it just, it's also a championship. It, mm. I just looked, it was all, it's basically not changed since we were last in it but they're all just playing for different teams or yeah, like someone's just managing the, different clubs. Someone just hit the shuffle button haven't they? Yeah. And it's, just, <laughs> it's just playing the album out of order. <laughs> so you go, oh, what's he doing there? Oh, that's normally track three, it's now track seven. And I don't like any of these songs. <laughs> Sad yeah. thing is that we are very championshipy now, aren't we? Uh, yeah. I mean some of the highlights Swansea and Plymouth both away in consecutive games oh I didn't pick that one out that is, yeah. that is a treat some of the local journalists have mentioned that it, um, it's the uh, it's the New Year's Day one for me Birmingham at home I hate New Year's Day football I, I just seem to think it's always crap I think that's been scarred mm. from just terrible championship games you're hungover it's freezing you're tired and it's fucking Birmingham <laughs> oh, come on it's <laughs> Tyler Roberts um, indeed plate shield trophy Mm. Uh, yeah, some yeah, where's that? Where is that trek to Swansea? Let's have a look where that one is in the fixture list. I failed to note it down. Uh, so that's February. So just before Valentine's Day, um, Swansea away on the Tuesday, and then we go to Plymouth on the Saturday. You won't even bother travelling back, would you? Just live, just live on the streets. Of, stay somewhere. Could we, walk, could we walk between the two in that time? Just stay in a hotel in. Um, not if you've had a fall. Uh, stay in a hotel in Bristol, something like that. There. A hospital in Bristol. Yeah, <laughs> for you. Free, isn't it? Free yeah. accommodation, I was thinking. Just make sure I've injured myself badly enough. Yeah, to and there's something in inherently bleak in the idea of uh, Saturday the 25th of November, Rotherham away, <laughs> just as you're heading into the depths of winter. Uh, uh, what else have we got that really stands out? Oh, none of it. I mean... <laughs> uh, and this one as well, Saturday the 4th of November, Leicester away, Gary Weaver, the Sky commentator. There'll be fireworks at the King Power. <sighs> I mean... I was saying earlier to Rob, it doesn't feel like you get the same the same groups of games as you get in the Premier League. It's all, you, it's all the same. It really is all the same. You look at them all and you think, we could win all of them. All 46 of them. Could lose all of them. Yeah. don't know. <laughs> like, normally, you'd look, but the Premier League, you kind of go, all right, we've got, not that this happened, but you go, we've got like Man City away, Arsenal home, Liverpool away in a row. Like, that's no points. Not going to do it. Yeah. You know? And that's the, the the beauty and the downside of, of this, is that you get to go, well, we could win all of these games feasibly. There's not any that you look at and go, oh, there's there's no way we're getting anything there. Yeah. And the recent Premier League stuff does make me kind of think, oh, do I even care that we're out of it? Like all the stuff going on with Chelsea and Saudi Arabia and all that. And like Newcastle getting Neves potentially. Very, out, yeah. very like blatantly dubious stuff going on. And you do sort of think, oh, it's stupid anyway, isn't it? It's a daft league. I, I just wish this was the top league. Yeah. <laughs> so we could pretend that we're... <laughs> 
<laughs> that we had a chance of winning a good league rather than winning uh, mm. this. That, that's, that's the duality of it, isn't it? Like you, you want to be in the Premier League because it's so much better than the alternative. But then you look at what's going on and you think, I don't want any part of that. Mm. See, that's what. Yeah, that's why I, I often just think, oh, you just go and have your Super League and just mm. leave the rest to us and we'll enjoy it rather yeah. than have to hate it. They don't, just, they don't get bored anyway and they no, want something exactly. else afterwards. Yeah. Just, yeah. just move Chelsea and Newcastle to Saudi Arabia. Mm. Have, have them play games over there in a different league and leave us alone. Mm. Would, be my, would be my preference. Now, I'm in Cardiff at home. I, I'm surprised, actually. I thought we'd get a slightly more high-profile game because, I mean, I don't know. Is, they're all, is, is they're all still, the same, aren't they? They're all the same. But is those Card- against Cardiff, is that still trading on them beating us in the cup like 20-plus years ago? I don't know. It does. It does st- still feel a little bit like an insult because they're the, they're the championship side we've faced most recently, like in the cup. They would be, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, of course. Mm. Forgot about all that. Yeah. <laughs> I've already blocked all that from my memory. I mean, we have faced a few League One sides, like you know Brentford and Bournemouth and stuff like that. Yeah. But, mm. but obviously they don't count. But yes, yeah, so it feels like oh, we've, we've seen you most recently. Give us something else. But then if it had been anybody else, I'd go. That's boring. <laughs> Get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't want any of it. The thing is, what we need to do is we need to get in there and win some games, don't we? Yes. That makes it all feel a lot better, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get 12 points in August and we'll all exhale and guard. This might be all right, actually. Oh, could, thought, be, could be a fun adventure. I thought you were going to have some form of stat that that guarantees promotion. Well, look, did, you, did you see the uh, the Opta stat that I reluctantly retweeted this morning from the Square Ball account that uh, it suggests we've got the second easiest opener. Uh, the opening five games are easiest uh, I thought that on league position last year or something it's the average Opta power ranking of the first five opponents yeah. so I don't know what that means I don't know if it's like the 538 algorithm or whatever but yeah it says that we've got quite an easy start Southampton have got the easiest just looking at the championship table for last year goals four column Burnley um, 87 got 101 points uh, Sheffield United 73 gold 91 points yeah. so you're going to have to revise your algorithm as well it's not, my, it's not my algorithm, is it? Well, it's, it's something worked out by spotting Intel, Nick Harris, not me. And it was for the Premier League. So, so you get more than a point if you score a goal. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Sounds Perfect. right to me. Yeah. Unless you're at the bottom, then you don't seem to. Then it does seem to track a bit more towards the bottom of the league. Let's, yeah. let's stay at the top then, I guess. Yeah, that's the easiest way of doing it. Should we it? do that? Yeah, get more points then. <laughs> I mean, Luton only scored 57 and got 80 points. That's not right, is it? He's looking into it. It does. Um, we don't have a manager still. Press the shuffle button again and we'll get one. Let's see, let's see who we end up with. Get Sol Bamber as manager. It's Lee Johnson. He's not got a job actually, has he, at the moment. I saw him linked briefly with it, the, the lead job the oh, other really? day. And I thought, yeah. God, please. No. I've heard he's come up a bit short in the interviews. Hey, Et cetera. Et cetera. Um, no, we should have a manager, shouldn't we? Yeah. It does beg the question as, uh, as to why we haven't. The reason yeah, record- I, know, I know we're all desperately impatient, but anyway, so go on. The reason we're recording this on Thursday is because we thought, I oh, will wait. Yeah. We'll wait for the manager. Then we'll be able to talk about that. We'll just just wait for the manager. And now, as it's turned out, we've had to do this to prompt the manager being appointed because that's what normally happens in these situations. But it sounds like Marate didn't fly in until Sunday or maybe even Monday. So let's call it Sunday to err on the side of caution. It does make you wonder why he wasn't in the country a bit sooner to get this done. You know, if they started doing face-to-face interviews this week. Mm. And I know we all want everything yesterday in football, don't we? We want a manager so we can get on with signings and all the rest of it. But it, I don't know. It, it's just starting to get to the point where you think, come on, lads, crack yeah, on. Yeah, I suppose relegation and Rad Rizani being an idiot has kind of thrown things up in the air. But I always, I, my sort of thinking towards the end of last season was like, well, come on, they've had like five years to prepare for this. 
they sh- when this goes through, they should just be hit the big go button, shouldn't they? And it all mm. everything is immediately fixed. But obviously, it doesn't actually work like that. Yeah, I mean, they don't even officially own the club yet, do they? As far no, as we know. So do that. Do some other stuff. <laughs> That's what I ask. Who do we actually want? Are we still Farker? Generally speaking, I mean, just if only for the for the voice, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah I was uh, I was writing in the Daily Email the other day when Vieira's name started to get linked a bit more strongly. And it was last night the Guardian were reporting that he's now the front runner. Uh, but I was writing in the Daily Email that all these names are kind of a bit underwhelming. But I talked myself into Farker. It's like, yeah, he seems the most sensible, obvious candidate. And then Vieira came into the running, and I was like, oh, do I have a tenner on him? Twenty to one, though. I think I prefer that to be honest <laughs> from a purely selfish point of view Should take the but, money uh, yeah so I don't know I, either it's hard to tell with Vieira mm. he seems I think it was quite a, I can't say I was an expert on his New York City or it was Nice wasn't it it was mm. that but he seemed to have quite an underwhelming record there and then Palace is hard to work out because when he first got that job everyone was oh he's going to be the first to, sack, to get sacked this is going to be a disaster and his first season he did do well gets him to the cup final but then the second one doesn't reflect very well on him, on him at all, really. No, and the, the underlying stats in that first season as well, they finished mid-table, but I think, it, I know it's a pinch of salt sometimes, this stuff, but like the the kind of XG table, I'm sure they ended up getting a lot more points than they kind of deserved that mm. season. Yeah. Which is sort of the way I always felt watching them. It felt like they'd win games, but not play brilliantly. They didn't seem to really dominate games. From what I mean, admittedly, it's a very small sample size. I don't make a habit of watching Crystal Palace. He seems to start well-ish. I'm just trying to draw some sort of conclusion from what he's done. Like, Nisi started all right in the first season. They finished seventh, like, better in the position of, of the season before that. But then it all seems to just go off the off the boil, doesn't he? We were sacked after a run a run of five losses, says Wikipedia. Trusted source here. And it's the same with like, Palace. Didn't he have something like 14 games where they didn't have a shot on target or something? <laughs> I, think, I think it was a whole season. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was a long stretch without a win. And yeah, I think it was... 14, was it like two, two and a half games or something there without a shot? I think it was. I can't remember. But there's been bad patches, certainly. But I mean, all managers have bad bits, don't they? Mm. It's, you can equally look at Farker, who we want, and say, well, he didn't he lose like 15 Premier League games in a row or something? I suppose Farker's just got more obvious good bits, mm. which Vieira the voice, lacks. <laughs> yeah, the voice, that's, that's the, the main voice, one. The hair, the beard, all these things. Vieira got a nice spherical head. Yeah. So if that's part of the interview process, maybe get out there. Get out the tape measures. The calipers. Yeah, get out the caliper height versus width yeah. ratio. No, it's absolutely perfect. Good head back, good solid <laughs> head. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I mean, we're going to be speaking to Phil after this on the show for Friday. And Phil made a good point to me. The Athletic done a deep dive about how spherical Vera's head is. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Phil made a good point is that you need, you need a little bit of arrogance and you need uh, a little bit of charisma, I think, to succeed at Leeds. And I thought that's a good point is that if you look at the managers who've sort of thrived here, at Ellen Road and Farker just sort of ticks those boxes for me versus Vieira because Vieira is quite he's quite quiet isn't he I mean he's mm. got he's got I presume he's got the arrogance from having been a top level player but it's not he doesn't really he doesn't really use it I don't think not that mm. Farker necessarily does I'm just, just trying to you know who's who gets closest to that mould and and is it is it right is it accurate I, t- I think it could go either way with him so much depends on how managers look as to how results are going like when the if you lose your first three games, a lot of most people will visibly shrink a little bit and be tend to be a bit apologetic unless you're Dave Hocker and then you're like, ah, I'm doing it. It's all going fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I feel like 
Vieira, in theory, you would think would be more able to stand up to the pressure having won stuff at Arsenal. But as a manager, I don't know, is that different? What's it? Farker's got the record, whereas Vieira hasn't in this in this league specifically. Scott but, Parker's got out of this league twice. Well, that terrifies me. Uh, <laughs> but then you think about it, are they have they got half an eye on what's next, which I think is the mistake or the trap that they could potentially mm. fall into here. They're thinking, would Vieira thrive slightly better in the Premier League? I don't know. Vieira could get us into a relegation battle in our first year, as he did <laughs> in his last Premier League job. It's strange because none of these candidates, I don't think, particularly really excite anyone. But I'm, I've sort of got to the point where I'm like, well, if it's, as long as it's not Scott Parker or Gerard, probably, I'm kind of cool with it. And it's mm. it's, it's strange because it, it, it really flies in the face of everything we learned under Bielsa. But it was like when The Athletic did that survey on their website the other week. And one of the questions was, what do you think is the most important thing for Leeds to get right this summer? And I think the overwhelming answer was the appointment of the manager. But I was, I thought, just sign a load of good players. Like, just get yeah. the recruitment right and, and get some good players and just have a manager that's like, just go and be good. Because that, yeah. that's the thing, I really don't want Scott Parker because I don't think he's a very good manager. But he has been promoted twice and that's mm. just been from having good players. And that, I don't know if part of that as well is because I'm just sick of watching bad players and I just like to watch 46 <laughs> games of some fun footballers next year but yeah I suppose it's just never going to be that simple is it I mean returning to what you were saying Michael you don't look at those fixtures and go oh, they're terrible or, I hate that run you just go we just need to endure this and get through it and hopefully emerge somewhere in the clutch of three clubs at the end that, that gets up so yeah you, you wonder if it's if it's more of a squad building thing if, as long as you put a capable coach in there mm. the division is not obviously anywhere near as strong as the Premier League just you know by definition mm. it's one of those the difficult fixtures don't emerge until the season gets going because normally there's a team in there that overperforms massively. So all of a sudden you look at the start and you might go like this year, for example, you might have gone on Luton. That's not bad. And then as it turns out, they had a really good season and were difficult to beat. So then they become a difficult side, but you just, you don't really know, do you? At this point, apart from, well, in theory, apart from the teams that come down that should be strong, but one of them is us. So do you trust that? Because mm. I don't. <laughs> so what we conclude from this is just Give someone the job. Get a manager. Yeah. Sign some players. Sign some players. Win some games. Oh, I mean, if we're not selling any players, I suppose we don't need to sign anyone. I feel like mm. we're going to sell but some. I feel like we're probably going to sell some yeah. people. Well, it started already, hasn't it? Tyro's gone. Shane Moscow's not here to... Uh, to um, he's, doing do his, his, he's doing an hour special. A eulogy, him. yeah. I think he might actually be writing a blog about it, but <laughs> we'll see. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, dear all of Leeds United, the club that turned me from a boy to a man, the club I've had the highest highs and lowest lows, it's time to say goodbye and to let every single person involved with the club know how much love, respect and appreciation I have for you. You've given me and my family some unforgettable memories. From arriving at 19, you forget he's only still a young man, don't you? Mm. Um, and learning what it is to be a professional at such a big club, to the heartbreak of missing promotion, then the bounce back uh, to taking the club back to where it belongs and playing over 50 times in the Premier League with you scoring my first goals. It really has been a roller coaster, but one I would never change. I wish nothing but love, health, success and happiness to all the fans, players and staff at this beautiful club. See you soon, Tyler. And he's right, second game of the season. Well, that's nice, isn't it? It's yeah. a nice message. He's a nice lad, isn't he? I'm sort of surprised you haven't kept him in a way. I, th I think, I'm, I'm relieved for his sake. It was like when he went on loan last season. Mm. You know, I didn't particularly want him to be a part of the Leeds team, but I don't necessarily think he deserved a lot of the abuse he got. But for his sake, it was like, just go play for someone else. You don't have to have people mm. shout at you all the time, Tyler. Yeah, that's it the problem, isn't it? The, the, the existing, the, sort of the pre-existing legacy players now in many ways are going to become the lightning rod for mm. attention if they are the ones who are kind of the standard bearers going into this season. And mm. you were already seeing it on Twitter, people being like, 
fucking hell, if Tyler Roberts in the team next season, we've got no chance and all this. And it's like, well, you don't even know if he's going to be here or not. Or what also, like. but, he did play quite a lot when we did go. Well, exactly. Yeah. And that was, it's, it's a strange one, Roberts, because I don't think he was helped at all by essentially being trying to turn into a central midfielder mm. or some kind of attacking midfielder. But then I always thought he was better as a striker. But then having said that, his goal record is pretty terrible. So. Maybe, maybe that was it though. We never quite knew what he was mm. and he's one of those people you, you keep moving around and Gellhart's possibly in danger of falling into the same, um, well down the same crack almost if you like. Mm. But it seemed to be like that at QPR for Roberts where I think he was kind of playing wide in a front three and whereas for us he'd played centrally and yeah, he's not. he's just not hit his groove yet has he but he's a Midlands boy isn't he so I suppose yeah. go back yeah. there find a home I hope he goes well for him just not against Leeds <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, like Chesney Hawks he's a man not a boy now head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe check out the new documentary Freaknik The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The 21, speaking of the boys, uh, 21s, that's been uh, the, the Premier League conspiracy against us, adopting the old Wolves mantle here, is switching to the Swiss model for the forthcoming season. The, so that's the Premier League 2, as in the 21s. Premier League 2 split into Premier League 2, Division 1 and 2. Very straightforward. Now one big league. It's just one big league. Premier League 2, 25 teams, all in one big pot in the Swiss model where they play. Oh, it's, it's how the Champions League is going to be restructured. I can't be asked to explain it. <laughs> It's incredibly convoluted. Yeah. You, you play everybody. Teams. You play everybody in your pot, and then everybody. Then you play one team at least from every other pot. Now stuff. Yeah, and then there's a 16 team playoff, and this is how the Champions League is going to be in a couple of years. It's all very strange because they're saying they basically accepted that the current model doesn't prepare players for first team football, and they're worried that with promotion and relegation, too many clubs are basically playing overage players. But then I don't really understand how this makes things any better. In that you probably play quite a lot more meaningless games if there's no relegation or promotion. I guess it's the it's the thing of playing against the higher standard, isn't it? Sometimes, but then the Swiss model, I guess it's a little bit like the Nations League, isn't it? Where they they almost seed people into pots and you can mm. move between them. But I don't know. Just... I mean, in the Champions League, they've done it to make sure the big teams stay in and get more money. Yeah. So why they've done it in this? It's difficult to develop football because there's an argument to say that relegation and promotion is pretty much a distraction in it because you can have a you can have a year where you go oh, brilliant we've been promoted we've we've won the league or whatever but then if no players come out of it yeah but so yeah. what whereas you, if you finish if you get relegated but you've got one absolute star comes out of your team it's a, it's kind of a successful year so it's it's always a, a bit of a i know it's always a bit disconnected from the end result is is youth football i think it's like when we won the youth cup against scum way back when no, we didn't particularly. We didn't win the battle. We didn't win the war in that one, did we? Because they went on to have years of success with Beckham and Neville, etc. Nah, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. So that's, yeah, so that's a bit, that. Yeah, a bit harsh to get us promoted and then go right, completely piss on it. <laughs> we keep we keep the trophy, surely. No, I've done that. No reason. Waste of time. All those playoff games you did too. It is, it is strange though, because the argument seems to be is that 
these young footballers need to play more competitive, meaningful games against mm. senior players and they've gone, oh, too many senior players are playing and we don't want promotion or relegation because they're too meaningful and competitive. So and it, it, it all comes down to like, just play them in the first team. I was going to say, experience that way. if they have a knockout bit at the end, there's going to be loads of dead rubbers at the end, isn't there then? So it's going to be, I mean, I'm just looking at the quotes here. Somebody's saying that people remain concerned that the new one-tier system will reduce the amount of jeopardy or meaningful competition in the latter stages of the mm. season. So it actually takes some of that away. And, it, and it, they only play 20 games before the playoffs which is fewer than last season so they're playing fewer games overall as well it's I don't know it, it all just boils down to everyone's like well, oh these players need first team experience how, how are we going to find a really convoluted way to mirror that and it's like just fucking play them in the first team I'll, I'll let other clubs have them rather than stockpiling all these kids mm. Victor Orta he's got a new gig now yes well deserved yeah he's gone to Sevilla as the sporting director there replacing his basically his hero and the guy he considers his mentor Monchi who's gone to Villa He's got a, he's got a, got a really convoluted title there, hasn't he? Like global head of football operations or something like that. It's proper Bond supervillain level <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, so Victor looked happy, didn't he? His photos signing his three year contract. He's done well out of this, hasn't he? Mm. It's um, considering the way his previous two jobs at Leeds and Borough have ended, he's done remarkably well to get what essentially seems to be his dream job. It rem- I feel like there's parallels between him getting this job and Jesse Marsh getting the. Leipzig job in that it's like you've you've got the top job at the organisation that has supposedly taught you everything you know so let's see what you've actually learned yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how it goes I think yeah at least he kind of uh, he yeah this is the acid test of his abilities isn't it and we're mm. not the ones being subjected to it to his whims anymore it's funny isn't it? I, I don't I don't hate Victor Otto I've seen a lot a lot of hate for uh, El Conoque El Club sorry that means uh, according to Google Translate that's he knows the club oh okay <laughs> in Spanish <laughs> Yeah, the, the, that's what they're that's what they're all saying. Apparently, I think he's hugely responsible for uh, for what happened at Leeds and the relegation. I think if you could concentrate the blame into anyone, I mean, I know in the athletic survey, it all kind of landed in the lap of Radrizani, didn't it? But he was uh, he was the prism through which all this was passed. Was Victor Orta, wasn't he? And his whims because he spoke actually in the in the interview with his appointment at Sevilla about him. He said him and the CEO, so he's referring to Kinnear, were running the club. Is what he said. So he was he was in charge of the whole football side of it. So he's actually in his own way there in the interview exposed the problem that was at Leeds in that possibly he had too much power I um, yeah I don't I don't hate him I, I was running I was I, running I just, that I'm, thing I'm annoyed as, I, him, as I crashed it into the rocks yeah it's weird, <laughs> but it's weird he's, he's kind of said oh, I, don't talk, I don't care about the past now mm. as well I mean I'm, I'm paraphrasing there but it was something along the lines yeah, of just forget the like, past I forgot all the bad stuff once I shut the door off yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, cheers, well, Victor. He, yeah it's good for you <laughs> yeah we I, haven't we've now got to enjoy the the price of I, your folly. I also enjoyed the Yorkshire Evening Post story that was like, oh, we don't we don't know the uh, the situation of how he left Leeds and he might be able to use his insider knowledge of the Leeds players' release clauses and wages against us now. You think, yeah, go, go on, Victor. <laughs> you, you, know, you remember Junior Firpo? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like there's a big secret in football, is there, where they're not all talking and like no. agents are not circulating. I was going to say, if, if an agent tries to get a player out of the club and there's a release clause, they will be making absolutely sure everyone knows about mm. it. It's not mm. It's not like you have to make a secret bid and they go, oh, would you believe it? That has actually met the release clause. We weren't going to tell anyone, but... So I know people are annoyed at like three and a half million for Rodrigo and I think Rodrigo would probably be an asset in this division if we could retain him. But if it is three and a half million and he does go back there, I'm like, fine, we've got some money back for a guy who's in his approaching, what is he, 32, 33 now? Mm. So coming up for the twilight years of his career... Not exactly being an athlete, has he? And I think I can find a bit of money back for him in the final year of his contract. Fine. Three and a half does seem cheap, doesn't it? 
It does, but you, you've got to reflect the value of how long's left on the contract. I you? feel like we'll probably end up paying that for Naki Wells, just on, on the <laughs> oh, part, as, as part of the championship reshuffle button. That was, a, na- that was a name I didn't want to hear. Where is Naki Wells these days? Dear me. Uh, well, us soon, I'm sure. I'm absolutely <laughs> certain he'll be playing for us. Um, have a guess. Where do you think he is? Are you still in the championship? Bristol. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's at Bristol City still. He was, that's where he was when we last yeah. left him there, I think. I was amazed. Yeah. I thought he'd have, um, yeah, I thought he'd have had a move. Uh, maybe two moves, to be honest, but no, he's been, he's been stuck there. Good uh, for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rodrigo won. He won the Nations League, talking of Rodrigo, didn't he, with Spain. He got a trophy. Did uh, Diego Llorente play? Uh, I can't remember. He wasn't involved, I don't think. Sounds, Sounds like, like he's, he's, off to, he's off to Roma as well, isn't it? Yeah, but, although they, I guess they're renegotiating that. Something like that. If we got, again, 10 million for him, and I know Jeez. he's just... Re- if we got 10 million for him, that'd be... Unbelievable. I know. I mean, he's not a terrible footballer, is he? And obviously, just for whatever reason, a number of these signings that uh, Otto brought in just could not cope with the, the intensity of the Premier League. But he looked good for a time, didn't he? Did um, mm. old uh, disco legs. <laughs> but then last season, wow. Yeah, it all went bad for a lot of people, didn't it? But yeah, just just returning to Otto, how do you feel about him now when you saw that? Did you get angry or annoyed or just think, oh, shut up? I, tried, I, I think I would have been annoyed if I'd allowed myself to read it all, but yeah. I tried to just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought, oh, it's just, I think it's my, nothing he could say would probably change my opinion on it, to be honest. So, I think he, in the end, did a terrible job and mm. made some decisions that have, that cost us very badly. Yeah. And signed some players who we've overpaid for enormously yeah. and created an imbalanced squad, which was essentially, the reason you have a director of football is so you don't have an imbalanced squad because you, the idea is you have an overriding strategy that moves beyond managers and as it is we we kind of had three years with no left back or a shit left back yeah it was quite the opposite wasn't it because he signed everybody for the managers like Dan James was signed for Bielsa and then he went and signed a lot of Red Bull players for yeah um, but then there are others that then you get players like Rocker and Rutter who were his whims but you think well who are are these for what are they for like I don't don't know because Rocker felt like you're doing the Red Bull thing but then Rocker was signed almost separate to that and didn't fit that but he was still he still wanted him he yeah. still wanted him um, like still talking he was trying to give he'd give him to Bielsa as well wasn't there at one point he was trying to he was sort of talking up Rocker give him or inflict him <laughs> you're having this guy <laughs> yeah. and then you know we end, we end the season with Darren Forshaw still our best midfielder oh no yeah I don't, I don't just to close out that point I don't hate him but I'll never forgive him for his, his hubris in taking us where he took us yeah which and the, the managerial appointments are the, that's probably the worst of his crimes I would say just the, I think the, the hubris like baked into that isn't there with yeah. putting Marsh in thinking that that was the natural successor to Bielsa one enormous hit but then Thomas Christensen Paul Heckingbottom what happened this season just a shambles wrapping up the stuff then from the international break Wolf Nonto didn't play against Spain but did play versus Netherlands in the third place player for the Nations League I don't know about you two, but the, these international games have really caught me by surprise. Yeah, yeah I wasn't aware they were happening either. <laughs> I think we got relegated and I went, oh, fuck off. Yeah. And then, and then we went and did the walk, obviously, which kind of was all encompassing. Yeah. And you could be like, oh, there's football still going on. It's, the season actually hasn't still ended. I, I was at a mate's house on, was it Friday when England played that first game? Mm. And about half an hour before kickoff, he was like, oh, should we put the football on? And I was like, why? He was playing. <laughs> oh, it's England. I was like, oh, really? Oh, fair enough. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Calvin got his goal as well. He did. That was nice. That was nice seeing with. Uh, reunited with Alioski I didn't watch that either I did watch the clip of Calvin scoring on Twitter and couldn't help but smile at the sight of Alioski just sort of watching the cross come in while he's not marking anyone and then I've also seen a tweet of Saka's hat-trick and for all three of them goals you just see Alioski completely out of position just watching him <laughs> score you think nah I still love him 
Bless yeah. him. Yeah, it was nice to see him together anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, a reminder of better times, mm. wasn't it? it I was just looking, it's no wonder this feels like it's gone on forever. The season started on the 6th of August. Jesus. And it's still going on. We're like, at the end of June now. Why is it still, why is it still happening? <laughs> it's a stupid World Cup, wasn't it? Someone, someone just end this season. <laughs> it, has, it has ended now. Is that it? That's there's, it, that's there's it. There's not going to be like Australia playing tonight or something. There is, there is uh, Willie is playing for Italy's under-21s now. There's like the mm. under oh, 20, tournament, 21 Euros, yeah, yeah. which I think like Charlie Cresswell's involved. I think Somerville played last night. But yeah, Willie played on the wing for Italy's senior team and he was credited with an assist. Yeah, not really. Which it was kind of just him getting cla- having a shot and getting clattered on the edge of the box <laughs> and the ball falling to a teammate. But, have, you, uh, have you picked up on any of these rumours about Nonto disciplinary problems maybe at the club? Like he, he wasn't showing up for training or he was refusing to train and things? No. I don't know any of that. Uh, I feel like that's just because he was a bit off the boil at the end of the season like the rest of the team and because he was so good previously everyone's a bit like something it's a bit like the Watford halftime thing everyone's like something must have happened Watford yeah. Palace Watford whatever that's next year oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just the, the, the suggestion that he'd been like misbehaving and not turning up for training and stuff and getting dropped off late by his dad and stuff things he's, like that he's yeah. too pure isn't he I mean that was the thing like, that was the thing or maybe he's just acting his age because he's yeah. a kid but he was like the good influence on Somerville, wasn't he? He was meant well, to be like the well-behaved one. Well, that's why I kind of wondered about this because, and you know that there seems to be like, and Phil's been reporting, there's a willingness to let Somerville go and some way below his release clause, maybe something like 12 million, get him to fine order something. And I wonder if maybe that's part of it because they, they want to separate these these naughty boys. I, I heard Willie Nonsa started wearing a leather jacket. Is <laughs> he riding a motorbike? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was it, probably one of the highlights of the season looking back when... Somerville squad was it around his birthday mm. and Marsh was like yeah he's staying in the country he's not allowed back home and then like the next day it was Somerville on Instagram clearly in Holland <laughs> little scum bastard scored didn't he he did score against Armenia but he's unfor- unfortunately year. Wales lost to Armenia you see that mm. what <laughs> whatever really yeah uh, so he's going to be one of the stars of the championship possibly I, th- I mean I think he's, he's probably his level he was uh, I'd be good at it mm. what was he third in our player of the year this year or something yes of course Yes. We need to. That's the point. We need to return to that. We have had a little bit of feedback on what we should do. We don't have the clips to hand now, but we have had some suggestions. So maybe we could pick that up next week when we've got nothing to talk about. Because <laughs> you just asking about the season finishing, Michael. I'm just looking at the calendar. The new one officially starts in just nine days. First of July is the first day of the new mm. season, isn't it? Like from a financial point of view. Don't so. tell me we've got a friendly something after watch. Uh, I need a bit more time. <laughs> well, I'm on a stag do next next Saturday, so I'd, I'll be marking the uh, the occasion by having a couple of shandies oh. in uh, in Newcastle. But um, yeah, who else has played? So Liam had... Cooper was a hero for Scotland. Yep. Did some good shouting, mm. according to uh, John McGinn. Bled a bit as well. Oh, really? Mm. Nice. So that was good. Um, Rasmus came on for Denmark as they beat Northern Ireland. Uh, Verba played half a game for, uh, for Austria against Belgium. And congratulations to our American cousins for lifting the CONCACAF Nations League. And I then did, I didn't know the CONCACAF Nations League was a thing. I they, thought it was a European thing, the got, Nations League. They got drunk. Uh, yeah, he did. He was. Um, we've been advocating for him to just go and get leather for ages, haven't we? Yeah, stumbling around on the coach, wasn't he? Yeah. People cheered him on. Yeah, it's good. I think we could get. <laughs> I'm not... Fa- FaceTime Mil- was it? Was his girlfriend called Milana? Milana. Yeah, FaceTime her. Oh, baby, I feel. So... <laughs> I feel so lightheaded. <laughs> oh, bless him. They had a nice holiday too. Went to. Oh, where have they been? They went. You to... still stalking him? Yep. They went to Daya in Mallorca, which is lovely. All right, really did, nice. Did you see the picture of him snorkeling? I missed that. No, it's a good I think I've screenshotted that. I'll show oh, you. Right. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but yeah, she's still taking pictures of pottery and stuff. That's nice. And congratulations to Weston McKenney as well, who was part of the uh, the squad. I mean, he got uh, suspended for the final, didn't he, after he, he was scrapping against Mexico? 
He showed more fight, etc. He ate some chicken out of the cup after they'd won it as well. Which, whatever, it's just what he does, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there you go. Is that everything? Yeah. Uh, before we go, then, we do need to uh, mention Gordon McQueen as well, who passed away at the age of, um, of 70 and played alongside Norman Hunter in the title winning season in 73-74. Obviously, muckied his ticket a bit by going over the Pennines in 1978, but another former great, another one who's gone, another hero. The passing of time, it's sad, isn't it? The uh, European Cup win as well, had he not been suspended. So who knows? Who knows if he could have influenced the referee as much as Franz Beckenbauer did in that particular one. Yep, rest in peace, um, God and McQueen. We'll wrap it up there then for for this week. Plenty more to talk about with Phil uh, a little bit later on. So look out for the show in your feed after this on YouTube as well. Now we have, we've we've poached him for uh, for the pods from the Athletic. He's still at the Athletic. There are some people thinking that he's completely left. He hasn't. He's still doing his athletic thing, but we're just doing the pods now, aren't we? So uh, we'll be speaking to Phil in a bit. We'll try and get the lowdown on the manager situation. Still not and, appointed uh, one, by the way. I've just checked. Have we not? Because oh, I was thinking, is... I was thinking it, it would be oh, great typical, if, we, if, we, yeah. if it was announced literally the second we finished. But no, it's um, 11, half, 11.30. 11.30 on the 22nd uh, and still no manager. Good? No, not good. No. Appoint someone for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 